I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from. And we're back. We're back. Because we are the champions. We are the podcast. My listeners. <laughs> My friends. I don't have friends. But you know what I do have? Opinions about this movie. How did you how do you feel about this movie? What movie are we talking about? Okay. This episode is Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, we were supposed to do Deadpool, but we want to do it justice and we haven't seen the other new Deadpool. Yeah, once PG upon a Deadpool, 13. whatever it is. So we saw this movie. It is based off of a true story, so we thought that we would cover it. Also, our opinion is very um divisive compared to Everyone. Everyone else. <laughs> this episode's going to be called Bohemian Crap City because it's crap. The movie's not crap. It's, but I, I give it a six. I'm shocked that it won, won a Best Picture award. So, <clears throat> what? how did you... All right, because we don't really have time for our pre-show. How did you think this movie was going to be? I was kind of excited. So, I thought I was going to learn things about queen that i didn't really know i yeah i mean i the basics that people know freddie mercury was gay he died of aids he they made cats. the song bohemian rhapsody everyone knows that and we are the champions everyone knows that so i'm like all right well i'm gonna see a new side don't really know about the rest of the band so this will be interesting but i was very disappointed that is not at all what happened also to, let's let's talk about what the film was supposed to be first. Okay, okay. So, the school, the the prequel. The, not a prequel. This film was very different in its like pre-production stages. Basically, um, this was in 2013. This movie has been trying to be greenlit for a while. Mm-hmm. This movie's been in production for a hot minute. The surviving members of Queen own the rights to the movie naturally yeah to the story right um and basically uh the original uh story was supposed to be directed by something cohen and oh sasha barra cohen i thought it was a different baron cohen, cohen not yeah, barra barra cohen not barra no barra. Mm, barracuda not that one no okay so it's supposed to be directed and he was supposed to star in this film, which to me makes a lot of sense because yeah, his head, like yeah, it's very similar. Like, like if you put him and Rami Malek in a room together, I'd be like, yeah, no, Sasha, he totally has this. He just needs some dentures. Right, needs some dentures and just shave his facial hair slightly differently. To me, I don't think Rami Malek looks a lot the part. Everyone talks about the jawline and I'm like, it's just a very strong jaw. <laughs> he has a weird looking jaw. I'm not going to lie. He it's thinks like, because his head is like, like an egg where it goes up, mm-hmm. but then the jaw is like enormous at the bottom. And then he's got a really small mouth. So I'm like, it's like someone made a Sims character. That's yeah. What he's going to be drawn on family of. guy very poorly. But anyways, <laughs> um, he's like Jay Leno he, with he, a giant chin. He basically, he said, that's the reason he got the role. He said that on like the Ellen show. And I'm like, okay. Cause he can have a mustache and a jawline. Yeah. Anyways, look, I have no problem with his performance. He definitely deserved. Well, okay. Let's get back okay. to talking about what's supposed right, to happen right. in this movie. Okay. So originally, the uh, the movie was supposed to only be about Freddie Mercury, which to me makes the most sense. He's right. the face of the band. He wrote, seemingly, he wrote most of the music. It's his voice. He's the flamboyant one. He came up with the fucking name for the band. He is Queen. Lead singer. He was basically why it was called queen and his lifestyle was was going to be mostly the focus it wasn't just going to be about queen's music and their band it was going to be about his debauchery his kind of crazy lifestyle and how that kind of led to his eventual demise it's almost like a, a biopic not on queen but specifically on freddie mercury i think it'd be interesting if barry jenkins made that movie okay so you make it kind of like Moonlight, but with Freddie Mercury. Okay. 
Well, so it seems like whoever the, the, the person who took over directing of this film is doing that kind of with Elton John. Yeah, Rocket Man. I can't wait to see that. that yeah, that looks, that looks like because a lot of that looks like his music mixed with his personal but life. But again, I don't think that was. I don't think it was his decision as a director no, to do that. I think the band was like, we want it to be this way. Right, right, right. And right. now with Rocket Man, he can kind of like save face and do what he actually thought would have worked. All right. So to wrap up what we were saying, basically. Um, he was going to, Sacha Baron Cohen was like, okay, let's make this about, uh, Freddie Mercury, his debacle, uh, his like debauchery in life and just, you know, the music and the surviving members of Queen were like, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, and then he's like, okay, well then what do you guys want? They, the stories go a bunch of ways and they started shit talking each other on like news shows, (laughs) but basically, um, one of the things that the surviving members of Queen wanted to do was have Freddie Mercury die halfway in the film it was something they talked about a couple times where then sasha Baron Cohen was like what's the rest of the movie going to be about they're and they're like, like us us surviving you know as a band which is stupid for two reasons because one of because all the other three are alive yeah. and one of them doesn't talk to the two band members that right. were trying to make the movie so he just went he just left and yeah, he doesn't he care. He hasn't been doing anything. Yeah. So I'm like, well, what the fuck is the movie going to be about then? This dude just up and bails and then you guys are trying to make a movie about just, Freddie Mercury? Like, is that what this is about? I don't know, man. <laughs> but that was one of the things. Turns out it didn't work out. So Sasha Baron Cohen was out. A couple years later, they hire controversial director Brian Singer and uh, Rami Malek gets picked for the cast role. Yeah, well, controversial by the time he started production yeah. on the film. So, so that's a like the movie has just been in production hell basically. It like, it was really bad. Yeah. So we called this because when we saw the film, the beginning gets rushed like super fast, and to us that was kind of odd. As you know, people who study film. Yeah, and we 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 kind of were trying to analyze how this film was made. And it turns out our our predictions were right. We wish we had a pre-show on this. I mean, it would be impossible because we had to watch the movie. But long story short, they filmed all the Live Aid performances first. So the end of the movie is filmed all first. All of that is filmed first. And um, it's cl- very obvious that Brian Singer kind of directed that. It's where all the attention is. It's where all the money it's the is. the best part of the movie. It's the best part of the movie because it's just Queen playing music, just kind of reenacted. Which, again, you know, the concert's on YouTube. You yeah, can you can just, just watch just the concert. Just blast some surround sound. Pop that shit in and you're good to go. Also, and it was, it was you know, 85, right? So it's not even like it's you know really. No, bad it's like quality. well, sh- it's really well shot. And yeah. also, you know, there's other acts in that concert too. You got David Bowie, mm-hmm. Elton John. You yeah. can watch the whole fucking thing and yeah. enjoy yourself. In a weird way, you're limiting yourself by just yeah, watching just to Bohemian Queen. Rhapsody. Yeah, they're just the highlight. But you got all those other fuckers there too. Yeah, mod talent. Anywho, yeah. So that's uh, that was what happened. Brian Singer. Uh, left the movie shortly like only i think well, four months into production they say left but he was fired he was fired from from the executive of fox he was fired yeah uh he wasn't showing up to set he was really tardy he was late he was just a no-show in many days there's also some other shit that he did but that's that's not what we talk about on on this show we, we, we had an episode about it on direction erection one of our was it yeah we talked about uh, a bunch of uh, controversial controversial directors it's basically a me too thing you can google it uh but for gay people well yeah men specifically yeah i think that's part of the reason brian singer was picked uh is he's an openly gay director but he's also had many things like this happen in the past he stopped touring on x-men days of future past because uh-huh. he was being sued for that's just no yeah. joke. Like, yeah. There's straight up like pictures of his like sex parties online. Yeah. With just a bunch of dudes. Anywho. Yeah. So he, he was gone. He's gone. He, I don't think we're going to see him for a very long time if we do see him again. Um, but yeah. So he was kind of done. And then the director of photography took over the film. And that's who basically directed the rest. I think a big reason of why Brian Singer left besides his fucking crazy life. Um, no, is the director of photography didn't. Oh, he didn't? No. Who did? Uh, actor uh, Dexter Fletcher. He's uh, He was in um, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and like other shit that nobody's probably seen. But he's he's like a, he's British. He's a smaller kind of actor, but 
moved into directing. Oh, well, good for him. But I mean, essentially, you know, he hasn't really directed much before. So the DP probably directed most of the movie. Interesting. That's just kind of how film works. Like it, when you have newbie directors and you have an experienced DP, usually the DP he ends up doing, doing everything. Both. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting is I have a feeling that the, this script was changed and there was a couple of rewrites. I have a theory. A couple. Yeah, a couple of rewrites. I have a theory that they were going with the Freddie Mercury dying halfway because they filmed all the Live Aid. And they filmed that no, totally... scene. Most of the focus seems like that was it. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. they just made up all these things in the beginning, which kind of why is, we'll get into it later, a lot of this isn't based off real life. No, I totally agree in terms of the, they clearly were going to start with like, hey, I have AIDS two that, seconds that was before gonna be the their concert. Start. Yeah. And then he was going to die like after. Right. And then it was going to be about Queen. I don't know if they even filmed any of that. How the fuck did this win? dude i have no idea Over so beale street and like a bunch of other good movies so this movie's been production hell tom hollander almost quit the film i forget who he plays but apparently he got into a fight with rami malik and there was just all kinds of fights it's on like, set it's like casablanca where everyone hated working on that movie and then mm-hmm. that movie was like best picture same thing similar thing happened to jaws i think yeah same the movie almost never got finished yeah because it was just production hell, but then production hell. Sometimes it's what makes money. Production hell. He plays a uh, Jim Beach, their lawyer turned manager. Oh, yeah. He also, I don't think, actually gets fired in real life. That's another thing. So we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. We'll go through later. the facts. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff this movie gets wrong. So, so let's uh, let's go into our review. All right. There's Queen music, and that is good. <laughs> so let's go into our pros. So, queen music okay so obviously the music is good because you know it's queen, queen. yeah so that's not really fair mm-hmm. like someone made a point of i think did you say this where they they put bohemian rhapsody in like the suicide squad trailer trailer and everyone thought oh this trailer is so amazing i did say that it's also on a very popular youtube video i just watched so it's just I, don't, a good I don't want people song. to think i stole that but yes i have said that you can put Queen to almost anything, and it's just you're gonna have a good time because <laughs> it's Queen. It just turns epic automatically, so that's really not fair to other films. Because I think the best soundtrack I've heard is Beale Street, and I feel like just because there's Queen music in a Queen movie, it's getting like very much overshadowed. But, well, yeah, but it's like beautiful, a beautiful. It's it's tough. Score. It, it's really tough to beat that though. Um, like. It, it sucks, but it's kind of like Coco versus Loving Vincent, which I talked about a hundred times. Well, I think what's also frustrating is it's not even like he sings the music, which f- obviously you can't. Like, it just, it doesn't work. So that's a weird fact. Apparently, some guy named like Sam Melcher and Rami Malek's voices were merged with actual Freddie Mercury's voice. Like, it's like digitally edited. I can't fucking tell. So, but apparently all three of them are singing the song. What's the, the point song. of that? I don't know. Like, why waste money doing that? I read that online. They could have just said that, yeah, they, saved they, a bunch of money, listened, and just They listened the to clip. Rami Malek's voice, and they're like, zero dB. <laughs> zero. We're going to put that on negative. Negative 2,000 dB. And we're going to put Freddie Mercury's up on 12. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. But that's what, that's supposedly what the, the studio is they, claiming. The studios always say bullshit, and then. All right. I don't believe that. But let's um, talk about your pros. So, music was obviously good. His performance is undeniable, is, uh, on point for sure. He even if you like, because I don't know much about Freddie Mercury as a person. Like personally, how how would I know what he's like? He right. wasn't. He didn't really wear his heart on his sleeve in terms of like what was actually going on with him. I feel like he always had a facade. But I feel like for in terms of how they wrote it, it was believable for me. Like a hundred percent minus agree. one stupid scene, which I'll talk about later. We will talk about that. I think we're talking about the same scene. Um, but yeah, so you know how some people are just so flamboyant, you don't really know the deeper yeah, person behind it. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see how he played those more emotional parts because I'm like, well, you know, it's probably not that hard to just be like like that as an actor just but playing to, it to, up to play but both to balance. sides yeah so i think he did great in terms of that because i would much rather see a freddie mercury that i don't know 
versus one that I could just watch on YouTube and that I do know. Right. It's a personal side. You know, that's that's why he got Best Actor, I think. It's not just for the fact, because he, he had a trained choreographer who helped train him to move like Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. You have to not only fret, like, like act like, or like move like him, but you have to embody him yeah. in While a personal While memorizing sense. lines and like dealing with a lot of stuff. A set, like it's very good performance. Like I said, I don't think this movie deserved Best Picture for a Golden Globe, but I think his performance did deserve that award. I don't think Black Panther deserved a nomination either, but that's a different. I liked it. It's whatever. So, yeah, his performance was great. Um, some of the writing was really witty, funny. I, I, I enjoyed a few it. lines. I think the memorable. script writer was really talented, and he had some really no, no, solid no, no, punches. No, 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 no. Well, okay, hold up, hold up. Like, I mean, like... When they I hit, they hit. When they hit, they hit. Like... I think there's a part where like it's the turn of the movie and when Freddie Mercury realizes like the mistakes he made, he has a couple of one lines. I'm like, Oh, that's a good line. Like I love that in movies when they have like one good line and I'm like, ah, like that's a good one. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of those, but then yeah, the whole script as a whole is just kind of, we'll get to our, our dislikes, but so, I agree. So fun moments. Few, few really good memorable lines. Um, yeah, I didn't. I really didn't enjoy the movie that much. I'll the be Live Aid performance looked nice. Cinematography, mm-hmm. a lot of it was boring, but I think the Live Aid performance looked nice. You're you're just no. I just can't agree, only because it was like so much CGI. Number yeah. one, and uh, and number two, I'm like, why you have the money to like recreate that? Like, if it was a different director, if it was like Christopher Nolan, he would have had real people standing there because you can you can disperse it out but like basically the entire audience was was cgi CGI. so i was really taken out especially when they did like a shot they did a long yeah and they did it through the people they swooned in and i'm like they all look fucking fake and plastic it's like when you when you look at like the npc in a video game and like a crowd and he's like they all have that weird face yeah um so i mean when it was you know on the stage stuff was good but also i watched the stars born and that had amazing cinematography in terms of how it dealt with the performance aspect on the stage i think that was way better than bohemian rhapsody and it if you're comparing two sort of like actor performing music type of shots mm. i think that movie nailed it i didn't much see better. that one so. and with that one um, the difference is they actually shot at a music festival. They shot at the Glastonbury Festival and the actors performed in front of like a real audience. And they, they had five minutes to get those shots. Nice. Yeah. So, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that was Bradley Cooper. And that movie, the budget wasn't nearly as big as Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. So it, like comparing the two i can't even say that i enjoy the cinematography because i watched a movie that they did, did it, it better, much better. better yeah okay fair enough and it went for the authenticity well i think that was a bit of it for the likes we got the performance and the music which is i think what everyone else is focusing on basically because if you People look at anything they else cried at this movie and i'm like why he didn't even die at the end um i'm like what are you crying about so yeah he definitely dies um but you know, I think it's just that memory that they that they're thinking about, because we know he doesn't make it. But well, yeah, he says it five minutes before the end of the film. No, right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think they're crying about the memory because you know some people still remember seeing Queen. I, I, yeah, but there's some people that didn't see Queen and they're like, it's sad. Oh well, people can be sad. Anyways, so what did you like? I we we talked about it. <laughs> oh, you you were in the They're same. The same There's nothing else that you can think of. I guess I like the fact that Mike Myers plays the guy who's talking shit about Queen, even though he's the one who made Queen popular again in the 2000s with freaking Wayne's World. I guess. Well, you. But said that's that like an ironic way. <laughs> I just thought of like Shrek in the Office instead. Uh, Hogars are like onions. What? <laughs> that is not that is not what I was referring to. Not what I was referring to at all. Not Shrek. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> well, he he does this whole Mike Myers thing where he like overdoes 
like a caricature of something. Well, that's what he's supposed to do. That's what they pay him to do. But it's just not good. Let's get into what we don't like. So <laughs> I would like to start. I'd like to start. So, um, one, I don't like a lot of musical biopics because they're kind of formulaic. Uh, we watched a movie, um, Walk Hard. The, oh my god, that the, movie's amazing. You, if you haven't seen Walk Hard, it's the, I I recommend to, this movie to everybody. Anyone who's seen any musical biopic, but it just makes fun of how all musical biopics are basically the same, you know. Relationship, drugs, breakup, that that that's it. That's it. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, there's only two that do it super well. That uh, is Ray, Ray, and Walk the Line. Yeah, those do it really well. And that's it makes fun of those. Except for I hate the ending of Ray. It's really just Fair enough. There should be more to it, but it's just like, and he got an award at the end. <laughs> Anyways, there is one scene in Bohemian Rhapsody that literally <laughs> decided to mix oh five fucking scenes into one. So a lot of times in these movies, they'll have a you know an identity scene, like a you know a singer will be like, "I want to be a singer. This is what I want to do," and everyone's against it. They may have a scene where the family meets the love interest. They and may they're not have, about it. They're not about it. They're you know they're diff- indifferent towards it. Uh, they may have a scene where the band gets their first opportunity, or you know maybe the the character makes a personal change in their life. This movie did all of them in five minutes. It did them all back to back. Freddie Mercury brings his girlfriend to the family table and says, "Oh, I'd love tell him you're a great shag to the dad." And I'm like, I don't know how you didn't know that he couldn't hear. You were having a conversation for a couple minutes. That's problem A. Also, your dad is sitting like yeah, your dad like is also there. Problem B is is um, he stands up and he's like, I'm no longer Farouk. I'm Freddie Mercury. Then he goes, hold up, the phone's ringing. Goes to pick up the phone. Goes like, guess what? We just got the gig. So not only is his family like disappointed about the fact that he's not Freddie, but he got a get band gig and the, then he walks to the piano and he starts writing bohemian rhapsody he starts playing the chords right <laughs> all in one scene he's creating a song he's getting his inspiration he's identifying himself as freddie mercury he's getting a band contract and did he say he was separating gonna himself. marry the girl in oh, that scene too? oh maybe i he probably did i may have missed that well and then before that the band gets together in like half a second because he goes to the concert and he's like looks like your singer sucks do you need a singer? Because the singer left or whatever, and they're like, "Can you sing?" And he's like, "Wah!" And they're like, "All right, you're in." And then they, and then they go, Wah! And then, and then they get a bus. No, they get a uh, a, van. a van, and then they sell the van like right away. And I'm like, that was fucking pointless. Why do you even put that in there? Why bother? Why didn't you just disperse the other scenes that you why. did at the dinner scene? I'll explain scene? why they did it later. But basically. This movie, like, the beginning is so fucking fast. You're like, like, there's hardly a movie that I'm like, most movies, I'm like, come on, let's go. We get it. Pick up the pace. Just shit. Just go. Hold on to your shit. Buckle up. We're doing this. This shit was going 75 in, like, a fucking school area. Let's get to the Live Aid concert. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. And what really sucks about all of this is you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I guess I didn't know it went down this way. Wait, no, no, no. We got it. Save the facts. Would end fine. So, what else didn't you like? Well, I didn't like. I think the portrayal of of the the the, the um forget his name, the gay lover of Freddie Mercury. I Was don't his think Brian. I forget because I guess he may or may not be real. I don't know. Um, but long story. Was it the dude that was like kind of the manager, but not really? Yeah, yeah, or the he, other guy? he had the weird mustache. Well, you can't trust. I didn't trust yeah. that dude from well, the gate. Jim Hutton also has a mustache. But so it does Freddie Mercury. Yeah, they all have mustaches. Can't trust any of them. Um. Anyways, John Deacon. No, that's not him. I don't know. Anyways, long story short, um, he was really conniving, and like it was painfully obvious that I feel like you made Freddie Mercury look like an idiot by not seeing some of these things. Right. And I agree. That was like my only thing. I'm like, okay, I know he's supposed to be like an antagonist. Well, there's also that weird scene when he's at the piano and he's like, you'll never have me. And I'm like, but y'all are gay. Yeah. And he's like, you'll never have me. Ten minutes later, they're like holding hands in a gay bar. And I'm like, he got you. (laughs) He got you good. (laughs) Um, But everything else was done okay. And I guess it's it's so formulaic. It's like, we need a song that people can plap to. Okay, let's let's step our knees and go, we will rock you. (laughs) 
<laughs> but they, 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 they come up with an idea, they do the idea, and they make the song, and then it's super successful. The problem with this movie is there's no problem. There's, there's no, no adversity. Conflict. There's no conflict. Because everyone loves them. Everyone loves Queen. The, the problem with this movie overall is that Queen was a very successful band that didn't really have a lot of trouble getting success because they made really good music. Well, you know what it probably was? The... The conflict is Freddie Mercury getting AIDS. Like that is the conflict of in in terms of their band. But in the eight, the seventies and the eighties, everyone was on fucking drugs. It wasn't like the sixties where there was like civil rights and like other things going on that would be conflicting, like in terms of politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone was fucking chilling by then. So you can make whatever music you wanted. Nobody was against anything post the nineteen sixties. You know what I right. mean? So that's why there was no real conflict in terms of their creation of the music. It would have been interesting to see how they created the music, but it really, it was like a montage. And I'm like, well, no, I would like to know how Freddie Mercury, yeah, came up with that. And it sucks because I'm like, well, clearly the band doesn't know and he wrote it because otherwise they would have put that in there. Yeah. Like Bohemian Rhapsody is a crazy song. It's like four songs in one. How the fuck did he come up with that? How did, did he write that? Did you see the farm? They went to a farm. They they did. They went to a they farm. They went to a farm and they, they sang. Yeah. That's really all I got from that. Right. And I think, uh, like you're saying, like I think like a lot of the drama came from the personal life of Freddie Mercury. Ex- exactly. But because so I don't think the band members really saw, not, not that they didn't see it, but they didn't experience it like Freddie Mercury, they really can't speak on it. So, like, for example, the one thing that I think they could speak on was the whole F- or MTV music video, Break Free, when he's dressed, when they all dress as girls. And I guess America was, like, really not about it. Well, it's like someone... Are, are... Anti-homophobic. I think that that could have been a whole... Yeah, the movie should have been focus. about homo- homophobia, especially now, because that would have been perfect. But there right. really wasn't even anything, like... It was in terms minutes, of. Maybe. Yeah, in terms of like people being homophobic, there wasn't anything in the movie about that. I think they only used that scene so that Freddie Mercury goes on a solo act. Yeah. I think that's like the catalyst for it. Yeah. And like they they really didn't play up the fact that he was gay, but he was very gay. They 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 definitely like they, no, focused on it. No, because it was more just like Here's a little like a, they here's nodded a little at it, I guess. sprinkle, yeah. Like he would look but at a guy then, at a gas station. I don't even think he. Kissed, it wasn't enough for you. He didn't even kiss a dude in the movie. He didn't kiss one guy. Wait, hold up. There was no. No, he kissed Jim Hutton. When? In the 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 mansion, when he's like, "You need a friend, Freddie." There was no like. He just, no, it was a it was a tongue kiss. No, it was yeah, not. Promise you. Trust me, there was. I'll believe it when I see it. Fair enough. Are you saying you'd like to see more of that? Or what is it? You just don't think they focused on it enough? No, I'm pretty sure he probably had a lot more relationships with men. They focused more on his relationship with his wife. But, I mean, I don't feel like that was as important. Hmm. Or they didn't really focus on one thing enough. Right. If they wanted to do one or the other way, there just wasn't enough of anything in terms of Freddie Mercury's life. Yeah, I agree. I think it was kind of imbalanced. Like you would see either too much of the band or, or too little of the band, too little of Freddie Mercury, too many of one love interest over the other, the band's politics, the band's music. I think it was just very, it wasn't a very focused film when I think the other film that we could have seen would have been more focused on the personal life. Yeah, because it was basically made backwards. Right. Um, what other things were that you didn't like? Part of the dislikes. You didn't like the cinematography. I I mean I wouldn't say it was like bad, but it wasn't it wasn't as good as it could have been. It wasn't very unique. And like I said, there was in the Live Age concert there was so much CGI that it was just distracting. And another movie did it a lot better this year, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what was also weird was like the other Queen band members never aged at all. <laughs> that, that, that was, was really weird. dumb. Freddie Mercury grew a mustache, got a haircut, but they all just looked the They looked exactly same. the same from when they were like 16 to like 40. Yeah. And they didn't even try. Not even like wrinkles or slightly different colored hair. Nope, literally same hair, same look. 
They're like, deal with it. Well, like I said, because they went backwards, right. they couldn't age them backwards. Right, 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 right. So they, were, they looked the same as they did from when they started filming the Live Aid concert because they were probably supposed to go forward and make them look older uh, after the fact. But since they filmed it backwards, they can't make them look younger except give them long hair, but they already had long hair. And they have slightly so what shorter they would, hair. Yeah, well, yeah, so what they should have done is film the other stuff first. And then film the Live Aid concert last to make them age. But since they filmed that first, and that's the biggest sequence, they couldn't age them backwards. Yeah. No, I totally see what you're saying there. That, I didn't think about that, but that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else I didn't like. It just, it wasn't cohesive overall. It was all over the place, especially in the first uh, the first two acts of the movie, and it didn't really get good until like halfway through the second act into the third act. Like you could just cut out the rest of the first act and a half, and I probably yeah. would find the movie more interesting. It would have been cool if they just started from when they were at the farm house. Like that's where I would have started the movie, and yeah. not even bothered with them meeting each other because it's like who the fuck cares? Like it's not like the Beatles, and even then the Beatles. Them meeting isn't that interesting. Right, they I met agree. on a bus. Like you don't need to put that in a right. film. It's not necessary. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I I know for performances, the main actors is the best. But did anyone else have like a a striking performance? I guess Mike Myers technically. What? That's who you're going with? Well, he's the only one that sort of played up a caricature, or like he's the one that had. How do I explain it? He is the most out of his element as a person acting as somebody else. Does, does that make sense? I was so s- he's pushing his acting chops a lot more than the other 20 British dudes that are in this film. I was going to say the love interest, maybe. I think she did a good job of portraying someone who was yeah, generally yeah. concerned. I'd say she did a good job. I'd say the cats. They they were The cats. Really they the solid, 10 cats. Solid performance from the cats. That was weird to me because I guess I didn't know that he loved cats that much. But yeah, he was really bad. They were cats. his kids. They all had their own rooms. They well, wow, I didn't know that. Apparently, these cats are have are common knowledge to people. They are not to me. Yeah, no, he like he was obsessed with cats. He like, used to call them on the phone. I think it's funny that he's like, "Hey, can you can you pass the cat on the phone to his like wife?" She's like, really? Like, how would you? I think it was funny when like she got a boyfriend. Well, not not even the the gay line that he says that was actually very funny. Mm -hmm. But he's like, like upset. He's like, I thought you were gonna be my wife. She's like, you're gay, and you're like with a dude right now. And he's like, but you have a. What? But dudes are totally like that. Oh, one hundred percent. Where it's like a dude will like have sex with a bunch of girls or whatever. Girl starts dating one guy. You betrayed me. Traitor. Um, I heard so much more. They don't mean anything. <laughs> I I think we got to talk about the, the thing we've been avoiding the entire time. D- the facts. The facts. Do you want to start with like the, the least important to most? I can't believe they just changed this. Sure. I can do that. So one thing I'm going to start with is I'm saying... I don't think this this movie fails because I don't think the story of Queen being a band isn't interesting. A lot of these very small facts you'll find didn't need to be lied about. They're just small. It just goes to show you that this band isn't very interesting as a band. Their music is amazing. It was really, you know, well successful. Freddie Mercury was an interesting kind of character. And he's where most of the interesting parts come from but the band itself didn't have that much adversity or at least they didn't want to show it that's a good point a lot of uh what was shown in the movie is you know censored because you know they have like wives and kids now and right they yeah, can't there's some shit that they can't they don't want to uh, talk about because i'm sure they were a little crazy they dressed as women dude like yeah I, there's I, there's some shady shit going on with the rest of the band members there's I no was, way i was reading something a minute ago that said that they were like you know how you have sh- like waiters like with at, at, at like cocktail parties yeah, yeah, yeah these waiters carried cocaine plates on their head why wasn't that in the movie i would have loved to see some cocaine plates maybe it was like 
it was so ridiculous that no that one it's would almost believe it. unbelievable but that's what makes it even more interesting if you go that far and they're like no that shit really happened and yeah. you're like wow that's that's amazing. far more interesting than just we're a band mate oh yeah or oh, i like in like I that hacksaw ridge movie they made the movie less believable because like this guy <laughs> saves so many people no one would believe the film yeah. Because he saves like Even when 30 we watched people. The movie, we're like, that's fucking ridiculous. And he saved more people. He saved like 100. And then when he got shot, he put someone else on his canopy and then got zipped lined down later after he was shot. And then even when he was done saving people, he's like, I can save more people. They're like, and get they're the like, fuck out of here. You got like 40 bullets in you. You can't even walk. Go home. Go home, Andrew Garfield. He didn't kill one person either. Didn't he didn't kill fire a single a shot. person. He just saved people. That's amazing. Interesting aspects. Cocaine plates. Cocaine plates. Um, so you want to go into the lead. What's the smallest lie here? The smallest lie. Okay. So for me, none of the movie is in sequence of anything in terms of what actually happened. So let's start with the dinner scene. What What is the real, the real story about that? We'll just start from there, from the beginning. Do you know? Because I, I don't. I thought you wrote it down. I, there's nothing about that scene I wrote down. Those are all personal events. I, okay, so these <laughs> things happened for the I'm most I'm sure they part. didn't happen in a dinner table. Yeah, like that. they didn't. Let's just get it straight. So I, I think of this as a little lie. They just shoved like eight events into one dinner scene. Right. Basically. Which we, we talked about. So yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that all didn't happen at one like, dinner table. Like he didn't table. come up with the name Queen in like half a second. He didn't say he's gonna marry his girlfriend in half a second he didn't say hey now my name is freddie mercury like i right changed after, it like, legally that would, i and wish then he didn't get a call at that table i wish i was him and i had all, that many epiphanies at one time that would be amazing i'm amazed if i could fit two separate types of appointments i have a haircut tomorrow and an eye exam i'll literally be shocked if i do both right and they're like six hours apart <laughs> or i'm like hey what should i call this uh call my script and you're like i don't know Oh, this is gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, me naming an episode on on this podcast is like takes weeks. It's easier to record it. I'm like, what? What's the perfect name? I got it. Bohemian Crap City. <laughs> takes it's a, and it's funny as you came up with that. <laughs> I couldn't even I think of that. I'm I'm really bad at titles. Um, I think one of the smaller lies is the fact how the band met. That whole oh yeah, our band smile just our lead singer just quit. That didn't happen. They were just roommates. Yeah, that sounds much less interesting. It's less interesting than it's they, even, they already lived together. Queen started with all four original it, members. It wasn't even interesting in the film, let alone in real life. It's not like the Beatles where they had one member that died early. It they literally it was just Queen. They formed a band in on in college and they all did well. This would be like if all the other band members of the Beatles were dead and Ringo had to make a movie and then you just made it about him and you're it's like four Ringos. You're like Whoa. three Ringos. Two Ringos. It's only two We're Ringos. We're not really gonna focus on John. This isn't about John or Paul. This is about a band and it's just all Ringo and you're like mm. But then he has like some crazy life. I think that'd be funny. That'd be amazing. <laughs> He's like, Well, this is when I got into the, the Colombian drug cards. What? <laughs> That's what I did when I wasn't Roman. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the band didn't meet uh, the way they did in the movie. They, uh, next. The, okay, so the next one is, I guess this is the second biggest lie. I mean, the second smallest biggest lie, lie. Second smallest lie is that Ray Foster is not real. The, the producer Mike Myers portrays. He doesn't exist. They made him up. He does not exist. Uh, the real guy is named... Roy Featherstone, which sounds like a fake ass name, but he's a real guy. Maybe he's not even a real dude. Well, I there's stuff about him, and there's many quotes from him. I've looked him up. You can try looking him up. It's the gonna come up with an Roy author. Featherstone. Roy Featherstone. He sounds like a villain in Archer. What's well, really that is actually funny. He does, <laughs> but he's actually a fan of Queen, and he liked him. He worked at EMI, you know, studios, and he's the one that hired him. Um, or he 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 liked him. He never said, um, you know. This is too long. This will never work. And they later moved on to a different studio, but it wasn't like because Roy Featherstone lost him. He was a fan of Queen. He had no issues with them. All right. So I looked up Roy Featherstone and... I know it's going to come up. And what came up, apparently there's a guy named Roy Featherstone who's more famous than the dude who helped 
discover queen yeah he he wrote a book called rigid body dynamic algorithms this guy is the first roy featherstone to come right up. no this roy featherstone's like super low key person. but apparently he's a real guy who helped discover him the the guy who actually scouted queen didn't like queen which i think is really funny it's like this this just this black guy from amsterdam was like yeah i didn't like queen which i thought was really funny that's not mentioned in the movie but yeah i think it's so funny that this guy's like you will forever be the person who who lost Queen. He doesn't. He doesn't exist. He's not real. He's based off a guy who actually really liked Queen and hired them and got him started on his first like you know, contracts. I think that's just amazing. Or what do they call it? Record deal, whatever it is. Yeah. And he Record produced contract, songs. And I don't think deal. he even helped produce Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think he was involved in any way. No. But I think you know, as a producer, I'm sure you know, they may have butted heads. I don't know. But there's nothing on paper about that. There's nothing. Um, Roy Featherstone may not even exist. He may not exist. There's literally very little information about him. I found Roy Featherstone computer engineer. Extraordinary. (laughs) It's weird that these guys are higher up. Anyways. That's what I'm saying. uh, And and, uh, the other thing is, uh, I think the biggest lie is um, the tension at Live Aid. So, Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, Back to that subject. The only thing is, the only conflict was... They, the record executives were afraid of having Bohemian Rhapsody as a single. Yeah, not like even as a song. to release on the radio. Because it was long. Which, I mean, it is any long. band, yeah. that's Any that's, smart that's not, record producer yeah, would say that. That's not totally out of the realm of being... Um, logical. Yeah, logical. That's it. But that's the only thing. Also, I don't think it was Roy Featherstone... <laughs> Because that was very no, early just, in their career. It just says the execs at the company, which execs don't want to make anything. Right. That isn't, execs I love will, my car. Execs will fight you on anything. But yeah, I think it's just funny they exaggerate that. But the biggest lie... It, oh, it also says even bassist John Deacon expressed his fear. So even he was like... Oh, f- a member of the band. Yeah. Even he's like, are we really going to do this? And he said... um, even bassist John Deacon expressed his fears, albeit in private, that to release Bohemian Rhapsody would prove, would prove the greatest error of judgment in Queen's career. He didn't even support his own band. I mean, it did well, so. No, but he... Initially was like... Yeah, he said, I don't think we should do this. I think this is going to be the biggest mistake of our career. Ends up being the most popular song they ever wrote. But yeah, like, I don't think, like, if, if like, you they told me that, that movie, and I was a producer, I'd be like... No. The song is six and a half minutes, and it's an opera. Yeah, it just hard sell. That's why the movie should be about Freddie Mercury. Even his own band was like not about it. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing, Freddie? Um, but yeah. So the big the big lie, if I can get to the big lie, the big lie, big little lie, is that uh, Freddie Mercury didn't have AIDS at Live Aid. By all accounts, according to Jim Hutton and 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 Mary, his his girlfriend, it was two years. So it was in fifty seven, not fifty five. Or, or sorry, 75, 1875. Uh, and later in 77, that that's when he supposedly had it. Um, or he was first diagnosed anyways. So, yeah. He didn't even have AIDS he at Live AIDS. He didn't have AIDS at Live Aid. Which, there's kind of a dark irony there that's really sad. But that that's the thing. is that you, you, you lied about that. And you have to lie about these things to make them more interesting. It's like, it's kind of disrespectful to someone's life in my opinion. Yeah, and to the story itself, and it's not even like they really had to lie. They could have just told the truth, and I would have been just as fine because the movie is equally as bad to me, anyway. Right, and like the band, what? Oh, so I guess this is a slightly smaller lie. It's somewhere in there, but the whole him going solo act. Um, they all went solo. They, like most after. of them, a couple of them had solo albums before Mercury did. Yeah, and they I don't think they ever broke up as a band. They just stopped doing music for a while. It wasn't because of that song. They just stopped doing music. And then they came back. And them going, like, we haven't played in years. It's going to be suicide. They were on a tour, like, the year before. Mm-hmm. So they were playing before. Regularly. Why lie? Why? I feel so betrayed. I know. People keep telling me, hey, it's not a documentary. It's a biopic. And I'm like, okay, it's but a- if you have to lie about 70% of your story, it's probably not a very good story. Hey, bio. You had to lie about how they met. If it's not interesting... Don't put it in the film. Right. Obviously, like, the the writers weren't creative enough to come up with something, something more interesting. If you came up with something that blew my fucking mind, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. 
Well, and the thing is, so there's other music films. There's three that come to mind right away that I think of. Two of them are the same director, but they've made movies like Across the Universe, and there's another one called Velvet Goldmine, and another one called I'm Not There, which is about Bob Dylan. But what they do is they take the essence of their music and their career, and they create stories around that time period. So Across the Universe takes the Beatles music, and you go through like... The, the, the their biggest the hits yeah and how it relates to the social uh context of what's going on at that time mixed with the music original story very creative velvet gold mines a, a similar movie but it does it with david bowie's music and a couple other like glam rock people mm-hmm. not so much queen but more british other british bands mm-hmm. and then i'm not there about bob dylan where they had eight different actors take on sort of a persona of bob dylan but in different periods of his life and then play his music at that time. So we went through like, you know, it, it even has women playing Bob Dylan at one point. Yeah, uh, check that out. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's her face? Lord of the Rings chick. Lady Galadriel. Oh, oh my God. Oh, this is going to kill me. Kate Blanchett. Thank you. She, she plays a version of Bob Dylan. It's actually really good. And again, th- that's, that to me would be much more and of an homage. And it's not trying to be a biopic. It's just, trying to give you the essence of their music and their life, but without being boring biopics and without being are traditional. I, I, I'll say biopics are pretty hard. But if you can't do it well, you're doing an injustice to the original singers. Right. I love right. Across the Universe because, like you said, you're not pretending to be the Beatles. What you're doing is you're putting their music you're re- well, one, they're recovering the music, so they're actually making music. Yeah, which is even better, so it's more it's original different. that way. They're making an original story and homaging it with a visual aesthetic of that represents that time, that history that they played in. Mm-hmm. It's really just a brilliant kind of like way to make something new. And how, and also, what's great about Across the Universe is how it relates to different uh, groups of people and how different groups of people are connected. So you have that the Asian girl who's uh who's gay or mm-hmm. like all discovering that she's gay you have jude who's a british uh expat i guess who's mm-hmm. a transatlantic type of story you have the girl whose brother went to vietnam so and then you also have the brother who's a war veteran like there's just a lot of different stories from that era going on but they all connect to the music in some way right and they speak to the characters whether the music was intended to do that or not that's what the music represents so I feel like with Queen, and I think Rocket Man's going to do more of that versus what this movie did. I think they really missed the mark on being creative with it. They could have done something right. really interesting. The problem is, is that there are people keep saying the whole "it's not a documentary," and I'm like, yeah, but it's not really you know, a biopic doing a- either. It's not doing anything distinctly as a biopic. It's basically assume it's it's telling you a this is how C it happened. With it's brain not, music in between. Right, and it, it doesn't say based off a true story or anything, but I'm like... Because they know it's bullshit. Yeah, because they know it's bullshit. But a, a part of it is just like, it's not. It's telling you the way that I think the creators of the band want you to see it. Not the true story. Not the true story, because I'm sure Queen was fucking crazy. I bet they had some crazy-ass times, had some crazy-ass parties. I, okay, go on YouTube, look up Freddie Mercury parties. Oh, you showed D- me some You movies. could just watch that shit alone and be like, that shit was not in the movie. It was not. Right. But him, there's footage of, like, his crazy shit. Him in the Prince outfit does not do justice to some of the shit you will see at his parties. Not at all. Not Cocaine at all. Cocaine And plates. he loved to film everything. That's what's even better. When, like, Thank video cameras... Right. When video cameras came out, he's like... I want to fucking remember this shit. I want to play this back at the party. Mm-hmm. At the party. Also, I don't feel like like I like you said. I think they didn't focus like on the right love interest. Jim Hutton comes into the picture way late. He, Jim Hutton was a part of his life, and they actually met at a gay bar. There wasn't this whole working at his party thing. Mm-hmm. They met at a gay bar. Well, and the thing was, he lived with him the rest of his life until he died. He and lived with don't... him for like 10 years. Now, I know apparently he actually had some input on the movie. Whether they put it in or not. I don't know. Yeah, he had some influence. But I know that Mary, the ex-wife, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they were married because nothing I read suggested they were married. I think they were. Okay, because he's in all the articles I say it says lover. But anyways, um. She had no input on the film after after it came out. Because they they know they know that she's gonna. Yeah, I'm be sure real. she was like, or maybe they didn't even like her, or she didn't like them, or something. Probably. 
Um, but the cats are real. I think that's really. Cats are definitely real. Cats are I real. Like cats. You got you to have the cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats. But, you know, I think when you lie about the fact that he got AIDS two years before a situation happened or. Um, oh, no, they didn't get married. You're right. They didn't get married. Nope. Boom. I called it. Maybe they just. Did they just get engaged and then they called it off? That might have been it. Yeah, because they didn't have a ceremony in the movie. No, but. I think th- I think they just got engaged, and then oh my god, I forgot to bring this up. The scene where, he, where uh, he's like, I think I might be bisexual, and she's like, Oh, honey, you're gay. <laughs> you're gay. Well, it's weird because I was reading online, and some people are still of the opinion that he's bisexual. D- now, well, the thing was, he didn't say he had AIDS or that he was gay up until he like died yeah he like was he waited pretty... a long time which i think for that era was smart on his part he just kind of left it yeah. hanging in the wind but you go on youtube watch those parties uh dude is gay nothing wrong with being gay but let's not beat around the bush right so to speak but yeah roger tyler made two solo albums before uh queen before um Ex fi- yeah, fiance. They didn't get married. Okay, so ex fiance. So they did not get married. I think they may have done that in the film, but who yeah. knows? She made 40 million pounds. That's about $60 million off of this movie in royalties. Damn. But she had nothing to do with the production. But like I said, I think as a biopic, you, I feel like biopics are meant for truly interesting artists. Like Ray, like Ray is a movie that is devastatingly interesting and not only due to the social era at that time but also just because what's going on in the context and how he went through that time also you get to focus on one character i'm trying to think of a single biopic that does a band justice and i don't have one coming to mind a band like a whole band this is spinal tap (laughs) i suppose (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what would be a, I guess I'm, I'm going to Google some real quick. You mean just like that has the actual band like, in it? No, like a whole band, not just like a single artist. Because, you know, Walk the Line is, you know, uh, Johnny Cash. Um, whatever it's called. Uh, Ray is about Ray. It's okay, hold on. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Right yeah, now. yeah, me too. Right, I'm just trying to think because I'm like, can it even be done? Because I guess this would Selena, be... Selena, that doesn't count. That's a really good movie, though. But I'm saying that's just one person. Or even like... Uh, Eight Mile, which is like not Eminem's like necessarily hundred percent true right, story. Right, but see that's that different. Great. That's not pretending to be a true story. That's sport. That's a, Again, a pure dramatization the, of his the story. The essence of of his of, of his career. Story. But they made it its own. There's a good one. It's I, uh, it's called The Runaways. You know, I just realized this is British rock straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton is better than this, though. The movie is it really? Yes. I agree. It is funny that he, he also died. Well, it's not funny he dies of AIDS, but there's ironic. another that, character. That's why I use that word, ironic. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a film. It's called The Runaways. It's actually pretty good. It's about the runaways. If you know the song, Cherry Bomb. They made a movie about mm-hmm. them. But it doesn't focus on sort of... They were a short-lived band, so I guess it does focus on the main part of their career, but they're still playing now. But that's a good movie, The Runaways. They had Get On Up. I never saw that one. Oh, the that's James Brown. James Brown. That one's pretty good. I liked the one with the uh, the Beach Boys, but that one's more about um, what's his face, Brian Wilson going crazy. Nice. It focuses mostly, which is how this movie should have been, because right. it's like about the Beach Boys, but really Brian Wilson is the Beach Boys. People's like the movie. I saw the light. We're talking about Middleton. the Doors with uh, uh, Val Kilmer. Is that a band? The Doors? No, I'm sorry. Like, is the movie focused on the entire band? Not really, is it? I mean, kind of. So, I guess, I don't know, because I kind of did, like, Straight Outta Compton more, because visually it was very appealing. It's also different, because it's hip-hop. There is no, besides 8 Mile, there isn't really... A hip-hop. Oh, wait, there's a Notorious, which is okay. I never saw that one. It's all right. It, I, I think it tells the story well. Well, I don't know, because maybe, maybe I'm, I'm being a little critical of, of Bohemian Rhapsody in retrospect, but at the same point... Not really. There's so many other I, better I do biopics. think they could have done this better. Like, this, by all means, should have worked. 
But I think people really like Queen, and I think people really like uh, Rami Malek's portrayal, even though I do think visually Sasha Baron Cohen looks more like Freddie Mercury. That's another good one, Amadeus. That movie's hilarious. I guess I got to see some of these movies. You never seen Amadeus? It's about Mozart. No. Well, it's it's not even about Mozart. It's about this dude who has a rivalry with Mozart, and Mozart's like just he he doesn't even know how to write very well. He's just like a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. But everyone loves his music more than this other guy. It's a really good movie. It's very funny. Okay. I'll check it out. But, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I don't think biopics specifically on bands works well because you can't focus on the personal stuff. Like, you don't go into Roger Taylor's, you know, personal life. It's funny because they keep, like, making passes at him in the movie that he's kind of like a, a man whore. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like they censor that a lot, too, because I'm sure he must have been really bad if they just made jokes this about it. This is the 80s we're talking right. about. Like, I'm just saying, like, do you feel like this is a reflection of anything that happened? Not even the era at all. Right. Like, I don't feel like I learned anything about that time period either. And I didn't learn anything about their music that I didn't. I didn't learn I anything about have Queen. Known otherwise. It, well, one, I know. And I, I didn't find the story that they told, even though it is fake. Interesting. Like, the whole fake band, I didn't find interesting. I guess I found it more compelling at Live Aid that I'm like, oh, he has AIDS, and he's performing um, for this. But then it wasn't true, and I'm like, that makes it so much worse. Right. Like, personally, if this was... If I had written something, or if I do something, and someone writes my life to the be sound more of interesting, music. it'll Does be upset. Does that count? They are technically a band. <sighs> But it's more about a narrative. You know, you see what but I'm saying? A, it's a true story. No, I get that. Like, the whole thing is true. No, I get it. But it's more about a narrative of the story than a biopic. No, it is a biopic. That's what I'm telling you. That's a true story. All the all of that happened. Okay, so I guess I have to compare Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, the original story is even crazier than what happened in the movie oh so they toned it down yeah like hacksaw ridge yeah that's what a true story should be a true story that's interesting should be like are you sure that fuck yeah it should sell itself if you can't write what happened and make someone see it it's just not interesting i think my problem with bohemian rhapsody is even when you try to make it interesting it's barely interesting and it's a shame because it's not like queen or the members in Queen probably didn't have interesting lives. They just didn't focus on anything. They just spent time on all these other things. And they just kind of like danced around. Right. So what what would you have changed in the movie? Everything. <laughs> no, I mean like if, I if you had to restructure the I film. I like what you said. I would have started the movie probably at the, at the like, like they have the studio gig. And I probably would have made it more about characters i would have made it more about the characters than oh we need to make a song the music's gonna be there you can have the music there you don't have to like we didn't learn anything from the songs so i wouldn't have like a how are we gonna make this song moments i would just have those musical moments reflect their personal lives so maybe roger taylor does the (laughs) my car song and that reflects a moment in his life freddie mercury does Bohemian Rhapsody, and that reflects the conflict of his life, maybe between his mom or something. I would have these music segments be reflections of what's going on. Maybe even you can kind of make it almost like a, each one is a music video of their life. They're long enough, so you could probably have like scenes of like Freddie Mercury singing Bohemian Rhapsody. It continues, and you see him you know separating from his family and stuff like that Mm -hmm. or at least like what a lot of these biopics do is they either start in like the middle of a big moment and then it goes back but then it goes past that moment later in the movie it tried to do that it didn't work it didn't work or i don't think does ray do that no i think it starts from when he's a kid yeah ray is like a just start to finish story and they spread out all the big moments, even if some of them are like doctored a little bit, like because there's the scene where he comes up with the "I got a woman" after he has sex with the woman, but mm-hmm. that like works for. The That's whole like a small scene. lie, and it and it's its own scene. It's not like in the middle of a fucking. And then he dinner. comes up with his whole album. Yeah. After. Right. 
that. But then it also is a great scene because it because it goes into the whole oh you're using gospel music and he's like that's all I know, right? But you're writing you know secular, uh, secular lyrics or you're using it for secular music, mm-hmm. which is a big, big thing. Again, I I would have liked to have seen more. How did they write this music? How did they come up with this music? Because they were there, they know. It didn't just happen. Or do they? They do. Or maybe Freddie Mercury was just in the farmhouse, and he's like, guys, I need you to play guitar. Can you just come in here, please? Or just everyone get out. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done with you. Goodbye. I'll write the music. You just got to play, okay? Well, he wrote Bohemian Rhapsody according to the film like a long time ago. He already had the, the chords and uh-huh. the lyrics for the most part, if I'm basing it off of the movie. Right, which is a really poor idea. Yeah. But so for the sake of argument, let's say you did. And I still think it's funny that their basis was like, that shouldn't be our single. This is the biggest mistake we'll ever make. Like, well, even, movie, even your on board. bassist isn't on board. In the movie, the bassist is on board, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I just think that's funny. In, In real, real life, life, their bandmates weren't even on the same page. Mm-hmm. But what do we know? It's the second biggest biopic opening of all time. People are dumb. And it won a Golden Globe for Best Picture. It beat, you know, If Beale Street Could Talk, you know, Green Books, A Star Is Born. I can't speak for Vice. I think A Star Is Born is much better than uh, Bohemian Now, Vice looks like a very interesting biopic on a character. Um, I heard it's not good. But the performances are really good, yeah. I heard the writing's really bad. Well, shit. Will we do a source to screen for that? It's based off of like a bunch of amalgamations of books. That would be tough to do because we've never done one book, let but alone a story on multiple books. But I think it's actually at least more accurate as a biopic to what happened. Especially, you can't really lie because it's everything that's happened in the past like 20 years. Right, 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 right. That's the thing, though, is like... There's got to be a, like a, a mixture of doctoring. Like in Ray, I'm sure some events you can dramatize something a little bit, but by straight up lying, like to me, I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's there's this person isn't real. There's a difference between switching the events and then just straight up making them up. If you're gonna go that route, just go all the way and make a new narrative, like Eight Mile. You know, yeah, like base it off of something, but that has its own story. Like Eminem's not Eminem; he has his own story there. Hey, what's his name? Is it even Eminem in that movie? No, definitely not. Is it Marshall or even like Mathers? as it might be. Hmm. I can't remember. But even like it makes sense because as musicians or musicians have a persona, you never really know who they are anyway. Because right. on stage they're a totally different person, which is why he changed his name to Freddie Mercury. Now they could have either done okay, we make the movie about the Indian guy who's Farouk. pretending to be Freddie Mercury, yeah, or. We just go balls to the wall and make something he would have thought was cool and wanted in right. the first place. Or um, what's another movie I just had? Or if you think of Eminem, how he has like three different personas. His name is not Eminem. Or Slim Shady. Yeah. And he, he had like this comedic persona and everyone thought he was an asshole. But really he's like a pretty chill dude who just wants his daughter back mm-hmm. in real life. A lot of cool stories yeah. that are told with very... I would say artistic visions. I don't think this movie had a single artistic vision. I think it was in production hell so long that they just had to turn something out. They went paint by numbers with it. They went paint by numbers. I've done a paint by numbers before. Came out pretty good. Mine didn't. I did one for my sister, and it was it was kind of a bad gift. I had a lot of numbers though. It had like like twenty different colors. Oh, mine was a horse. Mine was a horse too. It was what just, the fuck? It was two horses. We probably did the same thing. That's why it's paid by numbers. Holy shit. But mine looks better. I mean, you don't know that for a fact. Well, I know. I'm not going to say I look bad. This look good. Well, you don't know how bad mine looked. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening (laughs) in to our our episode of Bohemian Rhapsody. Sorry if you like it, but we don't. We don't? (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, like it's, it's six, not it's it's not six good. out of ten six for performance minus four for everything else that's and that's me being generous that's two six minus four is two no i'm saying minus four it gets a minus four because everything else isn't good 
Right. But it gets a plus six because. Oh, you're doing my the... my rating system. What? It's it's just out of ten. Well, right. So you did plus six. So that's six minus four no, is no, no, two. No, 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 no. It you minus four from ten. Are you? St- but it already got six. I'm saying I'm giving it a six for the performance alone, but I'm subtracting four from ten. Oh, okay. So the, okay. So then we meet with the six. Okay. So but it's if just I'm being plus... real, it'd be like a three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm staying with a six because there was good music, there was some occasional good lines and really good performances. That was tied together with once again, I think it's a movie that's made around sequences. I also fell asleep for a hot minute. You don't admit that to the I'm not people. Gonna lie. I rarely, well, nowadays I fall asleep more movies, but that yeah. put me to sleep. You're like, why do you want to go to the movies? I'm like, because I don't want to be there and you just I, fall asleep. I just want a nap. <laughs> you fell asleep in Grindelwald. You fell asleep in... That movie sucked. Yeah, I'll, I'll let I fell asleep at the that. most boring part, though. When they You were... fell asleep at the most pivotal part. No, I didn't. I didn't they think it was a good were... movie. It was, I fell asleep after the cat. I remember, because I woke up, and then they were all walking into the fucking tomb thing. But right before then, a bunch of shit happened, and you were asleep. Yeah. Anyways. Voldemort went to Thanks for Later, players. Later, players. Bye. I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from.